0: Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Billy Crone continues his study of hybrids, super soldiers, and the coming genetic apocalypse. And then a little later, Pastor Larry answers the question, Does God predestine some people to hell? Watchman on the Wall is here to bring clarity to the chaos and help you make sense of the world around you. With your continued prayers and financial support, we are here each day with insightful interviews, in-depth analysis, and encouragement from God's Word. In addition to bringing you this daily program on the radio and through podcast, we also have a treasure trove of biblical prophecy resources that are available on our website, swrc.com. Now with over 1,000 items, books, DVDs, and more. Visit swrc.com and be equipped and encouraged. Brand new items are being added almost every day. swrc.com Billy Crone returns now to continue his study of what the correct biblical response is to hybrids, super soldiers, and the coming genetic apocalypse.
1: It is always a fascinating conversation when Pastor Billy Crone is on the program with me. Pastor Billy is the senior pastor of Sunrise Bible Church in Las Vegas and the founder of Get a Life Ministries. He's here with me today to talk about hybrids, super soldiers, and the coming genetic apocalypse. Pastor Billy, welcome back. Thanks for joining me again today.
2: Hey, you bet. Thank you, Pastor Collins. It's always great to be on.
1: We were talking last time about this genetic manipulation, and I wanted to ask you about the history in your documentary, Hybrid Super Soldiers and the Coming Genetic Apocalypse. You focus on the history of genetic engineering, and wasn't Hitler trying to create super soldiers with his eugenics program?
2: Yeah, in fact, we have a whole section on there. It's it's called Human Hybrid Super Soldiers and the Coming Genetic Apocalypse for a reason. There literally is a whole section there dealing with super soldiers. And we go back to trace it, as crazy as that sounds, that's nothing new under the sun. In fact, you go back, to, again, World War II, you mentioned Hitler. Hitler was already involved in those, and we share the proof with that and altering with his soldiers to make him super fighters and things of that nature. The whole section there just on super soldiers, again, Hollywood is a great propaganda machine because you look at the Marvel movies, the X-Men series, and Marvel movies Captain America, You know, that guy who starts out scrawny, if you saw the first one there, and he couldn't get into the military know-how because he was just too skinny and scrawny. And and then somebody took him into a laboratory and popped him full of this blue fluid and put him in this cooker-looking machine, and boom, out pops this guy who's now huge musculars and super-fast healing, super-fast running, all these powers, right? And I remember when I interviewed the geneticist in that documentary, and you'll see the full interview in the documentary, by the way, nearly two hours long. I asked her, I said... Is that technology real, or is that just make-believe by Hollywood? She says, no, it's it's already here. And our conversations is basically saying, and it's already being done. And we exposed that. Again, Hitler, man, he would have had a heyday with the technology that we have today. And again, pretty much every developed country in the world, they're already building super soldiers. And we share the actual video clips, right? In fact, there's a recent one that just came out from North Korea, and they were boasting – in their super soldiers. In fact, they're showing videos, and these guys are being hit in their chest with sledgehammers. Their hands are put on top of a platform, and their hands are being smashed with sledgehammers, and they just get right up like nothing ever happened. They're being beaten to a pulp, and they just get right back up, and they admit this is their super soldiers. China, it's still in print, folks. Check it out. China is admitting that they're building a race of super soldiers. And China and North Korea, you're talking about communist nations who, by definition, don't believe in God. I got them actually also on the interview. You can see their scientists. When they go, don't you have any qualms with this? I mean, you're genetically altering humans, creating these super soldiers with super strength, super abilities, and it's not a Hollywood movie. You're really doing it. You admit it. I mean, don't you have any moral conscience? Don't you think you're kind of playing like God? And they just laugh. On the videos, like, what God? And so we're doing it, too, in the United States. Don't kid yourself. I think China and North Korea, the other communist atheist nations, are further along because they have no moral restraint. I think here in the U.S., we've, again, pushed the envelope more than people want to admit, but we still have a little bit of the Judeo-Christian mindset, i.e., something is not right about this. But with them, restraints are off. In fact, they've been working on it for a long time. In fact, we expose also how... Before they did this to humans with these superhuman abilities and strength, and they've been doing it on animals. And one of the ones that they've been doing it on, believe it or not, is dogs. This is, again, from China. And they admitted that the genetic modifications making these super huge, muscular, crazy, freaky-looking dogs, that they were the precursor to doing this to humans. So basically they were using the animals to work out the bugs and then do it in humans. But, again, folks, this is not coming. It's already being done and again the elephant in the room is this how far can you tweak humans and they no longer become a human now watch this i'm going to spill the beans on you pastor collins i asked the geneticist in this documentary i asked her in your scientific opinion how far can a person be genetically modified what percentage could they be genetically modified and technically scientifically they're no longer a human you know what she said 1%. 1%. 1%. Right? And see, this is the proverbial danger, folks. You're thinking, well, I'll tell you what, they're not going to genetically modify me. Well, you're ingesting genetically modified organisms, right? How much of that can you do it and whatever? They're admittedly doing that to soldiers. How far can they do that? And, okay, he looks like a human, although freakishly huge and with these superpowers like Captain America, but is he still a human, technically? Right? And then here comes the other danger. This is the other huge elephant in the room. These same transhumanists, again, transhumanist means transcend humanity, right? And it's a movement of global elites, billionaire elites, who believe it's their duty as elites that they need to speed up the process of evolution, which is a lie, but they believe in it. And we don't have time for another million years before mankind improves himself. We'll use science and technology. And so they're the ones using this technology to alter the human race. Again, they call it the post-human species. They want to alter us into their image. And this is their plan, and they want to create a new humanity. Total rebellion, just like the plain God. And you're thinking, well, they're not going to get me. Well, again, could be a super soldier, could be genetically modified stuff, or here's the point. I believe, Pastor Collins, as freaky as this sounds, I believe they've already tricked the bulk of the planet in recent history to begin the process of being genetically modified. And you say, well, that's a pretty bold statement. What are you talking about? Go back to what we talked about in the last interview, one of the ways that a person can be genetically modified, and you never step into the laboratory. It's called vaccines. Mm-hmm. And this is the big, big elephant in the room. Now, they admit these same transhumanists that these vaccines contain a technology called mRNA. mRNA is basically a genetically modification of your RNA, your DNA, hence mRNA, and it rewrites your DNA. Now, the excuse was it's going to rewrite your DNA so that your body will produce more of the spike proteins so that your body can then fight off against this COVID thing, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, in theory, but now they're coming out, what else is that thing doing? Inside people's bodies, and what could it be doing long term? But basically, they admit, and this is from an interview from Elon Musk, who, by the way, a lot of people think he's a great guy, and and uh, boy, he's on our side, and you know, he's trying to take over Twitter, and and then he's going to help us get freedom. Well, you better do your research, folks. He's a part of this camp. He admits on tape he simplifies this mRNA technology that's used in the vaccines, and he says with the mRNA technology they, the elites, the transhumanists, can do all kinds of things. And the first thing he mentions is they could reverse and or possibly, he says, stop aging altogether. Now, that's one of the planks of the transhumanist movement. They believe that they don't need God, they don't need Jesus Christ, because they can genetically modify themselves to live forever, hence they don't need God, and they'll just keep themselves perpetually young. So he admits with mRNA technology... That's one of the things that they could possibly do. He also then goes on to say that basically the mRNA technology is a man-made computer code injected into anything, including a human, to alter their computer code, i.e. their DNA. And he says with the mRNA technology, this is on tape, he said we can turn you into anything we want, including a blank butterfly. Now again, I'm talking about mRNA technology, The same technology that was put in the vaccines. So you could sit there and say, hey, they'll never get me. They're never going to genetically modify me into a non-human. Well, do you have mRNA in you now? And again, how much of that can you ingest? And you no longer become a human. Folks, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but we gotta be honest with this. This is the wickedness, the level of wickedness. These guys ain't waiting for you to show up to a laboratory. They want to change humanity into a post-human species. And so I think this is one of their many ways that they're getting the job done, whether you realized it or wanted it or not.
1: I understand from watching hybrid super soldiers and the coming genetic apocalypse that our food supply has been genetically modified. You talked about that. I want to focus on one thing. You have a section in the video about meat grown in a laboratory. What is the deal <laughs> with the meat grown in the laboratory?
2: Our whole food supply, folks, is being radically altered, and I think for a couple of different reasons. Certainly to genetically modify you, because the more you ingest genetically modified organisms, plants or animals, which is what is our food supply, the more you have the potential of being genetically modified. But they're genetically modifying rats and mice, dogs and cats and things of that nature, Everything you can think of, pigs, they're genetically modifying pigs to be fat-free pigs, low-fat pigs, super muscly pigs they call frankenswine. I'm not making that up. Mm. Pigs that they're combining with worm genes, so they'll produce more omega-3 fatty acids. Enviro pigs, check that one out. Uh, they're genetically modifying, so they'll produce less gas to supposedly help save the planet. <laughs> genetically modified cows. Oh, here's a hot topic. You know, the cows that recently died from heat, mm-hmm. right? Then what happened after that, quote, happened by seemingly accident? Well, they're now pushing genetically modified cows that have been genetically modified to be more heat tolerant, right? And so to me, that was a setup to get that. They're also producing cows that produce human milk. China is big on that. And we get a lot of our food from China, right, including if you shop at Costco. Chickens are altering. Uh, they're huge. In fact, they're altering chickens. They call them pharmaceutical chickens that now produce drugs in their eggs right as crazy as that sounds the fish supplied lobsters oysters snails crayfish whatever the salmon with six-pack abs they've genetically altered called frankenfish they're doing all kinds of weird concoctions they're mixing spider genes with goats lambs are being mixed with jellyfish dna even weird concoctions one of them's called a turtle duck it's half turtle half duck it's like why are you even doing that but you had mentioned the, the meat, right? So if we're not ingesting these things that are already genetically modified, they're coming up with meat grown in the laboratory, right. right? Part of that is their version, again, to save the planet. If you look at the people that are behind this, the transhumanists, the Great Reset people, the Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, this is part of their Great Reset plank. And they deliberately say that you're going to eat less meat, and so they're coming up with alternatives. And they're also getting the whole group of people and young people who've fallen for the climate change lie that we have to do this because we've got to get rid of this methane gas that's destroying the planet and cows, and they're producing the gas. But yet people still like meat. They're pushing the plant based you know, the, all these things. And people say, yeah, it's just still not the same. So now they're growing it in the laboratories. And yet they cannot produce the same thing. Basically, they take the muscle tissue, the genetic muscle tissue, of an animal, and they start literally growing it in petri dishes, right? And they found that, okay, well, it's growing the muscle in the laboratory, i.e. the meat, but it just doesn't even taste the same. Part of the problems they're having is it doesn't taste the same because it's pure muscle. There's no fat. Anybody that knows their meat knows that the marbling of the meat, the fat in the meat, is what produces the flavor, right? So now they're taking this meat, that is made in the laboratory, just muscle, grown muscle in the laboratory, that tastes horrible, and they're combining it with all kinds of weird concoctions trying to replicate the fat factor to try to get it to meat, and so it's not even really real meat. And and again, it's genetically modified, so where are you eating it? And number one, you trace the people who are behind this, including people like Bill Gates, right? There's a lot of money to be made in this, because they admit in this lie called climate change, we're going to get rid of your meat supply, But we're going to give you either crickets to eat, insects, or we're going to have this lab-grown meat, right? But the problem is the lab-grown meat, it's nothing like the real meat. It may look like it, but it's genetically modified, so there's that danger. And again, the people who are pushing this are the same people who are going to stand to make billions of dollars off of this. Again, like Bill Gates, because again, you're forcing the whole supply of food on the planet – to go from traditional husbandry and agriculture to this new laboratory-grown stuff. Do you know how much money they're going to make off of that? It's nuts. So there is a monetary aspect to that. But here's the other aspect of that. Doing the research, it has been proven that meat consumption is needed for proper, watch this, brain development. Mm. And we bring this out because I'm like, why of all things do you pick on as meat? In fact, what's weird... Pastor Collins, you read the New Testament, one of the prophecies that Paul talks about is that in the last days there's not only going to be a forbidding of marriage, but what? Of foods, of certain foods. And that's Mm -hmm. what we're seeing today. After the flood, when the atmosphere was completely radically changed and altered, detrimentally so, after the flood, one thing that God said that we need to do is we need to eat meat. That's Genesis 9, right? Right. And before it was a vegetarian diet, but that's when the atmosphere and life was perfect, garden of eden like conditions, Right. Well, after the flood, the atmosphere got completely radically altered. Lifespans were altered down to where we have today. We don't live 900 some years like it was before then. But something genetically we need in the meat, in the protein specifically of meat, that God said, now it's okay to eat meat. So again, go back to why are these guys saying now don't eat meat? First of all, that's a rebellion from God's command, Genesis 9. But now it's come out, meat consumption is specifically needed, not just in general, but specifically in the adolescent years. And it specifically says that that is needed, the protein from animal meat is needed for, quote, proper brain development. So now go back into the people, a lot of the people that are being pitched this lie, we need to go to a laboratory genetically grown meat or veggie burgers or no meat or vegetarian, strict vegetarian, no meat. Who are the people that are falling for this right now, the biggest? It's the kids in school who are being brainwashed with the lie of climate change. It's the young kids, the adolescents, and they're going to a meatless diet or a genetically modified meat that is not like the real meat that God made from animals, Okay, which means they're not getting the proper nutrition they need for proper brain development.
1: The DVD set is called Hybrid Super Soldiers and the Coming Genetic Apocalypse by Pastor Billy Crone. It's a video documentary containing over 30 hours of content. It would be great for a home Bible study or Sunday school class. Pastor Billy, it's always a pleasure to have you on the program. God bless you and your ministry.
2: God bless you, too. Thank you.
0: The time for humanity is simply running out hybrids super soldiers and the coming genetic apocalypse is one study you can't afford to ignore get your copy today before it's too late order hybrids super soldiers and the coming genetic apocalypse by billy crone today when you call 1-800-652-1144 that's 1-800-652-1144 or order online swrc.com. Over 32 hours of information and insight. So order today, 1-800-652-1144. Our host, Pastor Larry Spargimino, is here now to answer an important question. Pastor Larry, does God predestine some
3: people to hell? You know, there are a few passages in the Bible that seem to suggest that God deliberately hardens some people so that they cannot believe and thereby seals their doom by his sovereign decree and design. There are some uh, Christians who believe that unless a rigid decree of predestination is in operation, God is not sovereign. God is basically responsible for Everything that happens, and everything that happens, both good and evil, are for God's glory, according to some people. What this is called is double predestination. Some people are predestined to be saved, and some people are predestined to spend eternity in hell. The Westminster Confession of Faith says this, and I'm going to quote it. By the decree of God for the manifestation of his glory, some men and angels are predestined unto everlasting life and others foreordained to everlasting death. These angels and men thus predestined and foreordained are particularly and unchangeably designed and their number is so certain and definite that it cannot be either increased or diminished." Even the doom of Pharaoh was orchestrated by God. God raised up Pharaoh for the purpose of destroying Pharaoh so that God's name would be honored around the earth. There are a couple of verses that are used to indicate that God has predestined some people to doom. If you believe this, just think of what it would do for your prayer life. You're praying for a wayward son who seems to have lost his way. You, your wife or spouse, have been praying fervently for this wayward son, but he only seems to get further and further away from the truth. Do you stop praying? Do you conclude your son is one of the damned? Jude verse 4 speaks about, quote, certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness. Now, the word ordained is a translation of the original language word. Prographo, meaning to write about long ago or beforehand. It really does not have anything to do with some kind of a decree or design. The wicked lives and just condemnation of such men had been prophesied long ago by Enoch, who was referenced in verse 14. Furthermore, the context does not speak of an arbitrary decree, the context speaks of condemnation as a result of sin and rebellion. For example, verse 5 tells how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt afterward, destroyed them that believed not. 1 Peter 2 verse 8 provides a commentary on this, quote, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Now, unto what were they appointed? The language allows for a couple of possibilities. They were appointed to disobedience. They were appointed both to stumbling and disobedience, or they were appointed to stumbling as a consequence of their disobedience. The fact that verse 1 in 1 Peter 2, 7 emphasizes the builders' personal disobedience and rejection of Christ suggests that they were appointed to stumbling as a consequence of disobedience. God did not arbitrarily pick these people to be doomed. They got what they deserved. The problem was not... God's arbitrary decree. The problem was their disobedience. It seems that there are some who think God is glorified by arbitrary judgment by decree, but in Scripture, the wicked are punished not because God has people he hates, but because there is a clear and irrevocable connection between rebellion against God and judgment. Double predestination, and those who believe it, are folk who seem to think that unborn babies and those who die in infancy may be sent to hell because God has an unalterable decree calling for their doom, irrespective of what they do, whether or not they're born. You know, we always have to go back to the big picture. Jesus ministered to Jews, to Gentiles, and to people who were despised, such as as the Samaritans. On at least one occasion, Jesus stepped out of Israel and drove a demon out of a little child in a Syrophoenician woman. You don't ever get the impression that Jesus was following some secret plan that is highly restricted. You never get that impression. On the contrary, he was condemned for ministering to the, quote, wrong people such as tax collectors, sick women, and untouchable lepers. Subsequent to the pouring out of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, we see the church being obedient to Acts 1.8, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth the gospel is for all in acts 8 the ethiopian for example was trying to understand the passage of the scroll of isaiah the ethiopian was a sincere seeker god sent philip who was at revival in samaria to go and explain this scripture to the ethiopian he later expressed his faith and was baptized In Acts 10, we read of another genuine seeker who was a Roman centurion. In Acts chapter 10, verse 2, we see that Cornelius prayed to God on a regular basis and gave alms to the poor. Though Cornelius was a good man and his heart was right, he still had to hear and believe the gospel. So God sent Peter through a remarkable set of events So, Cornelius could hear and believe and rejoice in salvation with his whole household. So, to answer the question as simply as possible, no, I don't believe God predestinates some people to hell. God's hardening, the heart of Pharaoh, sometimes causes people much grief and confusion. We need to remember, however, that God did not take a good man and make him a bad man. God took a proud, arrogant Pharaoh and hardened him in his hard-heartedness. You know, some argue that God's judgment on mighty Pharaoh shows the power and sovereignty of God, but wouldn't the power and sovereignty of God be more wonderfully demonstrated if Pharaoh repented? Of course, it's hard to see how hardly Pharaoh and bringing doom on him makes God look good. I don't believe that for one second.
0: In Billy Crone's study, Hybrids, Super Soldiers, and the Coming Genetic Apocalypse, he seeks to equip us with the scientific evidence and biblical warnings from God concerning this modern-day annihilation of virtually all life forms on the planet. This exhaustive study is over 32 hours long on 16 DVDs. Order today. 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order Hybrids, Super Soldiers, and the Coming Genetic Apocalypse by Billy Crone online. Visit swrc.com. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners just like you. Visit swrc.com. That's SWRC dot com.